At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Maher live from the Beeson Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi, of course, in New Jersey as we open up a weekend Lombardi line. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm doing good, Patrick. I just got to see you here. I got to get my computer set up so I could see you. There you go. I'm hey, good. I'm better now. What's pa- up, man? Looking good, Patrick. Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> doing good, man. Doing good. I, um, you know? I was wondering if you yeah. were going to find a, an interesting way to sandbag the show to start because even you must be impressed with your boys yesterday, a 127-111 win. I have to talk to you about something, though. You've got me, you got me obsessed with Embiid on the floor. He was on the floor no times? less than 20 times yesterday. I mean, he, he tore I mean, an ankle. He, I, set the number at, I, I set the number at four every game. And, you know, for as good an athlete as he is, it's kind of remarkable. But, you know, and, and then he played hurt great, his ankle though. last night. He played great. No, I mean, look, when, when you get as much as I am always critical of him, because I think there's a higher ceiling that he could get to because he's such a talented player. And I, and I question his ability at times to to really want to reach that level but when you're in the same company as Wilt Chamberlain I mean you, you what am I going to say seriously like enough is enough right uh, yeah Wilt Chamberlain so. and you and you know that 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 speaks volumes don't you feel and look that was a good win 
No denying it. I think that, you know, Danny Green getting injured is uh, it, it's it's going to affect them, but I don't think it's going to overly affect them. I think Furkan, you know, Furkan stayed on the court the last game after they won game two. Uh, he did not shoot well, so he stayed after. And, you know, as all the fans were leaving, he was out there shooting, and it paid off. I mean, I think he put the time and the effort in, and he, he was able to make some shots, which they need, as the, sometimes they're, when their offense st gets stale, and it gives them another shooter. Danny Green wasn't shooting well, but I think it did help him. And look, let's face it, Simmons' defense on Trey Young is really what's the difference in the series. I mean, the guy makes him work for every shot. You know, he's going to get his points. We know that. But it becomes difficult for him to get uh, to get his shots off. And the, and the other thing I love the most, and I, and I was just talking to a friend of mine about this, is when they post Simmons in the, in the low post against whomever he is, that, that to me is such an advantage. Now, I know with Embiid you can't always do that. But to me, it just makes the Sixers' offense look smoother and run effectively. It, it makes it tricky as far as spacing with Embiid, but your point is well taken. It's what they don't do with Michael Porter Jr. in Denver, and we'll get to them right. in just a little bit. But, Michael, this one closed the 76ers a little action late on them. So the steam was going the wrong way. Two, close to 225. Actually, Berman got it 211 in-game. We're going to go through a little tutorial on in-game betting coming up in just a bit, but it does clear the 225 total. I think we left yesterday, Michael. It was 224 and a half, so that got bumped up yep. a little bit. Went well over that total. Uh, snaps Atlanta's 13-game home winning streak, which is pretty impressive. And I wrote down in my notes, and I was watching it, they won the first and they won the third, the 76ers. Why is that important? Of course, the first of each break. And they just came out hot in the first and came out hot in the third and took off from there. I think when you really go back and look at the last, you know, the last from the game one, right, the last eight quarters, I think the Sixers have proven their dominance in the series. Now, will it I continue? Agree. I don't know. But I think the Simmons move to put him on Embiid, uh, to put him on Trey Young, and then to give them some bench scoring. Shake Milton did that. I mean, Maxi only played, what, five minutes? He had two. He had four points. I mean, they get some energy off their bench. George Hill hits a clutch three at the end of a 24-second clock. And, look, Atlanta, I think at this point, not having Hunter in the game, you know, it really affects them, and I think that this show starts to show up, and it wears them down. We didn't even mention Tobias Harris, and we're four minutes into the show. He played great. I mean, he really played well, and the Sixers, to me, just have enough weapons to give them problems, and that was a huge win. Their body language, to me, also after the game, showed me they were really into it. 76ers outscored the Hawks of 15-6 to six on the break. I thought Simmons was very instrumental in pushing the pace. I thought Simmons was great yesterday. I know the Embiid's, the Embiid's going to be the focus. I thought Simmons was very good in that game. I mean, he was really good. And I, and I think when you watch the game, you see how fast he is with the ball in his hands. I mean, it's really – I was fortunate enough to watch him practice once up in their practice facility, and it was stunning how fast he is on the court. I mean, it was just really like – it was like what a great receiver he could have been. Oh, my gosh. Now, you know, I mean, it was like explosively fast. He's a, he covers so much ground because he's so long. As we get it going here on a Saturday, we welcome you in. It's the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi in the plush new offices there in Ocean City, New Jersey. Just talking about it. Listen, you even see a little smile, a feigned smile on his face as the 76ers. They've won the last two back-to-back -to, -back to take a 2-1 series lead over the Hawks. 
They're a better team than the Hawks. You mentioned the defense of Simmons on Young. Young had 28. Young's a tremendous basketball player. I mean, he was just 9 to 17 yep. from the field, but he's got a 6 9, 6 10. He's got so much length on him in Simmons, and he's still going to get his. Uh, but I think Simmons, let's kind of. Ru- come back to that Simmons to me was the difference as far as pushing the pace taking on the six foot one guard and then you have Embiid 27 points nine boards eight assists three blocks he played 34 minutes and he was on the ground 87 times (laughs) he he is he is I don't I'm sorry to interrupt you I don't know how you watch him as a fan because he's constantly limping he's constantly bent over he's got an anguished look on his face it's nonstop. It, it it's all it's the way it's always been. I mean, it, you always feel like he's going to get hurt, and he's coming out of the game, and he <laughs> toughened it up last night. I, I mean, but when he's out there, he's dominant, and he does things that are really. If he, you know, like if he ever really was, uh, he's in the best shape I've seen him in in he his career great. now. He look, you know, and so. But I think what you, when you see Simmons and you see how fast he is and the explosiveness that he has and the ability to play defense, and then you know they they force the other players to have to step up. It's just to me, I think Atlanta just doesn't have enough answers. Just like, do I think you know does Milwaukee have enough answers for Brooklyn? I don't think so. And I think that that's the case. Can you get a win or two? Yeah, you sure can. But I think at the end of the day, if you play as hard as you can it'll be challenging for the Hawks to beat them. You saw him rubbing it down. I don't know if there was some sand on the court, but he was rubbing down that meniscus at one point. I was like, oh, here we go again. He's done. And then he got yeah, rubbing stronger. Rubbing help it. Rubbing it? I mean, think think about this. They won by 16, and they shot 64% from the, from the free throw line. The three throw line. I mean, they missed a lot of three throws in the game, and, you know, and, and you still won by 16. And 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 the players, I mean, the players, you know, at some point you got to make those free throws and you've got to be able to do that. But I, I think for the most part, you know, Collins had a game of his career. I think what he missed one shot the whole night. Yeah, Collins was tremendous. And, you know, Trey Young got his points, but it just isn't good. There's not enough of it. And they can't defend the big fellow in the low post. I mean, Capella, for all his efforts, his athleticism, he just can't defend. The, it's too, He's too big. Now, difference in the paint, 66 to 58 in scoring for the 76. It's a better team. If they lose, you should. Look, if they lose, this is a bad bad loss in a series. The adjusted price right now, and we'll talk about those adjustments when we get into the in-game betting. Shout to Bill Berman. But the adjustments, uh, remember, after every game, it resets. So the series price right now, Philly is minus 600 to win this series. Atlanta down two to one at four and a quarter, plus 425 coming back the other way. Uh, I'll just say it because I didn't think that the difference was going to be there like it's played out. If 76ers lose this, Michael, this would be a terrible loss in a series because they're just better everywhere. I still think it goes six. I think 4-2 is the one. I still think that's the case. Plus 250 on 4-2. Good price. Yeah, that's a pretty good Good price, price actually. So you think, so You, uh, my guess is you would say then Atlanta turns around and wins game four. I, I I thought the Sixers would win one game down there. I really did. I thought they would be able to get one. Now, you know, if they play like they did last night and they play with that much effort and intensity, it's going to be interesting. Who does Doc start in place of Danny Green? Does he start Furcon? Does he continue to go in that direction? I, I don't know. You know, we didn't talk about Dwight Howard off the bench was impressive, too. I mean, their dominance inside is is really the difference in this game. They're, they're so big and so long, you know, and I think they just wear you down. And I think the longer the series goes, they'll keep, continue to wear you down. Efficient minutes for Howard, who's been he was a good signing last year. 
uh, for the Lakers. He was a very good signing for the 76ers because he adds so much size and you throw him in there for what, 13, 14 minutes? He gave you 12 points, six boards. That's efficiency. Yeah, I mean, look, and you know, he, and he was the best free throw shooter they had. I mean, and typically he's not, you know, typically he's not, but he was four or five from the free throw line. Embiid was what, so, 12 of 16? Yeah. That's not bad for a big. 12 of 16, yeah. Simmons was four of eight, but they shot 64%. Now, whenever the Sixers shoot above 45% from the three-point line, they're going to win those games. They're hard to beat if they do that. I mean, they're hard to beat if they do that. And B was one for three from the three-point line. But, you know, when you when you look at it, you know, Tobias Harris made one. And then, really, Furcon was three of six from the line. Thibel got one in. You know, so when they shoot, they're 10 for 21 from the three-point line. They're hard to beat when they do that. That's going to be a challenge. Okay. I mean, they shot almost 50. They shot 58% from the floor. I mean, we talked about what they did in the Washington series offensively, but you shoot 58% and 47%, you should win by 16. You want to take a shot? You want to take a stab at the opener for game four coming up on Monday? Uh, I'm going to say Sixers three. Sixers minus three. Pretty good. Two and a half. Sixers laying two and a half. So that means, based on your number and your brain, compared to the market, you'd bet the Sixers, huh? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> you try to lure me into that. Tried, you know I'm not going there. I tried. Well, you, I mean, listen, I don't know if you there know, was a watch. Was there a watch party yesterday for it? What was going on over no, there? No, no, no. But I, I, I happened when they were still up 16, I text Will Hill and I said, they're still liable to lose this game. I mean, you know, when you're a Sixer fan, there's no lead that's comfortable. But I do think what we've seen is in these series is, and I think we see it more in this Denver series, which I was wrong on yesterday. I thought Denver in the altitude would be able to play better in the second half. But once again, Phoenix dominates the third quarter. Philly dominated the third quarter. If you can come out and dominate the third quarter, it changes the complexion of the game. Atlanta got dominated by Philadelphia, you know, in the third. And they also got, and, and Denver, 31-21 again in the third. I mean, they can't win the third quarter. And I don't know what Jokic can do. Did you see Jokic's stat line? Plays 40 minutes, has a triple-double. Remarkable. 20 rebounds. You know, does it all. But there's not enough talent around them to really help them beat beat the Suns. We've been focusing on the first and the third, specifically the third. And you just nailed it. They outscored the Nuggets by 10 in the third. So they won the first and the third as far as quarters, the Suns. I thought the Suns winning the first was very impressive here, Michael, because you saw a pregame. They handed out the MVP trophy, and those 18,000 fans were off the charts in Denver. You're dealing with the altitude in Denver. The Suns are a very good basketball team, playing very well right now, playing very good defense. Outside of Jokic, Denver just doesn't have the options. You see the game closed, too. The Suns, as dogs, outright winners on the wood, and it stays under the posted total, which you said you like the under in that game, under the posted total of 223 and a half. Let's talk Jokic for a second, because he apologized to his team after the game that he didn't play that well, because he shot three of 29 from the floor. He had 32 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists. The only other two to do it yeah. in the history of the game in the postseason, Wilt and Kareem. Is that good? Yeah, what? Yeah, when you're in that company, I mean, look, let's face it. And he was minus 10 for the game. Well, <laughs> wait, wait, what, can, what can he do? I mean, let's be fair. What can he do? Well, the other starters, I mean, really, the four starters had 30 points. That's yeah, unconscionable. I I mean, they, they can't get any production. I mean, you know, Michael Porter, 6'11", he goes to the line two times. Uh, he's he, he's, he's I, I, so frustrating. 
I mean, you know, he's four or seven from the three-point line. They, you no, know, I think Mark, Mike Malone's wrong. I don't think the team lacks toughness. I think the team plays. I just don't. I think obviously without Murray, they're 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 short of talent. I mean, that's just no way around it. I mean, you know, they got bench play out of Barton. They got bench play out of Morris. They got you know thirty-five points out of those two players. It just isn't enough. I mean, the other thing I I you know when Phoenix runs their pick and roll, the way Denver plays their pick and roll, Phoenix ends up always getting good shots. And when you get into the fourth, the way Paul plays and the way they rotate their bench, I mean, they were fresh in the fourth and Booker, who's a fabulous player and Paul knows how to play those two players they combined for 55 points you know 55 points in the game and so you know how are you going to handle them in the fourth and you know they they dominate the third and they tie the fourth and they win 116 102 it's it's a thin roster with Murray it's it's completely naked without uh, they just they have nothing in the backcourt. Jokic is trying to do too much. That's why you, he attempted 29 shots, uh, but he has to do that much. And that's the issue here. Michael yeah. Porter Jr. I think uh, Mr. Ewing over at BetMGM sent the stats yesterday as far as the prop. I think his prop was set at 15 and a half. He scores 15. So if he had under, which most did on Porter Jr., but really it just comes down to his percentages. I mean, he's shooting such a terrible percentage. He was 5 of 13 from the field. I mentioned if you get from your other four starters outside of Jokic 30 points combined, you're never going to win a basketball game. That's just not going to happen. No, I mean, so look, I think does Denver find a way to win one game? I don't see it. You know, I thought this, if they were going to win one, it was going to be game three. And, you know, we'll see if they can get closed out. But the way Phoenix is playing defensively, they're going to be a, they're going to be a hard team to play. I think there's no doubt. They're yeah. well coached defensively. You know, they, they know their roles. They understand how to play the game. They get some production from their bench. You know, when they bring Payne and Johnson in off their bench, they're two leading minutes per player, you know, and they get good production out of both players. They're, I think they're going to be a challenge. I mean, who's really going to top them? I mean, is Utah – Utah could shoot, okay. Can Utah beat the Clippers? I think so. I think the Utah can beat the Clippers. Obviously, they're up 2-0. Maybe they lose today, but I don't see them losing the series. Do you? No, I, I'd love to – we're going to see, I believe, Utah – in Phoenix, and the reason I'd love it is Utah loves to push the pace, shoot more three-pointers than any team in history, and then Phoenix, who can go to the half court, I just think, and just talent all over the court. Now, is Adam Silver, is America going to like Utah and Phoenix? Hell no. But I, as, as fans yeah. and betters, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to find some inefficiencies there. I do. Hey, yeah. quickly, do you want to take a stab? Uh, tomorrow is game four in Denver. You want to take a stab at that number? Oh, I'm going to go Phoenix favored by four. Two and a half. Two. Two and a half. Two, two, couple books went down to two. Looks like uh, many open two and a half, so closer to where you were headed. And I think Denver's getting better early a little bit here. It's two and a half. There's our official number, 221. So this is, it's a, in a gambling parlance, it's a desperation spot, game three, right? So these teams coming right. home, we saw it with Milwaukee. Milwaukee was beat by 39 in game two by the Nets, yet they're favored in game three. What, as, as a better, you're just getting into this. That might confuse you. It's a desperation spot. It's always set up that way, game three. And then you see the number reverse in game four, where the Suns now a 3-0 series lead, but also, even with the Bucks winning game three, we're seeing the Nets favored in game four. That desperation game three, a little bit different how the books attack it as opposed to three to four. 
Yeah. I, you know, to me, I think you, you, your mindset is, well, they got to win one game, right? They're home. They're going to win one game. But the, if you don't have the answers on talent, you've got to hope Phoenix shoots really poorly. You've got to hope something happens that's outside the norm. Because after three games, they haven't been close to beating Phoenix. Nope. So, you know, I could see some people betting, you know, and there haven't been a lot of bets. But the game that jumps out to me in the future games here, Patrick, as, as we talk about it, is this Brooklyn-Milwaukee uh, game. I mean, there's a few bets in this game, and no one, no one, other than my man Josh Applebaum, no one is betting Milwaukee. I mean, that line went from one and a half, it's gone up. The line's gone to two in some books. 96% of the money that's been taken in is on, <laughs> is on Brooklyn. So Willenda is going to be on that on that tightrope by himself. Oh. You know he's going he's to be, gonna on be the there. Books. Oh my God! The line's already there. The line's crossed over. He's right there with them. He can't wait to get there. In fact, he's running to the window to get there. But I'll give you another reason he's going to. And so this is again, and I want to get to the in-game stuff. But this open one and a half with Brooklyn laying it. You're seeing 80 to 90% of the bets on the nets, Michael, but we've seen a line freeze. So if you take a look, it yeah. really, I mean, maybe a couple books have gone to two, but most books are still sitting one and a half. That should tell you yeah, something. They don't want to better. It. They don't want to move that. So there is some liability on the bucks as well, even though most because of the Because I bets... think they're waiting, they're waiting for some Milwaukee money to come in here late, you know. I don't like Milwaukee to, tomorrow night. Tomorrow we'll talk about it all for the next day and a half, but uh, I could see that some people are going to think Milwaukee's going to really come back and, and challenge this. We'll see. Okay. Well, I I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being elation, like the day you married Millie, I would say mm -hmm. 1 to 10, you are you were pretty ple – I'm pleasantly surprised. You were at about a 7 as far as being excited about the 76ers. I thought you were going to come in and say, oh, I hated this. I didn't like this part, this aspect. You liked it. I, I, to me, for me, it's never about how they play. It's about their toughness on how they play. And I thought they play tough. I think to me, to win a championship, you have to take, it's climbing a ladder. You have to take those steps up the ladder and prove you've got enough mental toughness to handle it. And they did. I mean, when, when that game shouldn't have been as close as it was at the half, and yet they were able to, you know, they didn't flinch the third quarter, they came out and dominated and then they put the game away. And so I, I, there's really not much to complain about. You know, okay. there's not. I, you know, you can't, you can't fault them for being mentally tough in the game. And that's what I'm always looking for out of that team because they've never been that way for most of the, the since the process has become. Mental toughness has always been the one obstacle that I felt like they've had a hard time overcoming. Streaks, trends all exist for a reason. And Atlanta had won 13 at home because it's a tough place to play. So to go in there, tied up one apiece, Huge game, Atlanta. There's some juice in the city right now. Doc coming back to Atlanta. And, you know, you, you stare the crowd down, you stare the team down. And, I, frankly, it's kind of like you said, I can't remember which game you were talking about where you said, you know, I never felt like this team was in. I never felt like the 76ers were going to lose that basketball game. That's just the vibe yeah, I got. Yeah, but now they, have two nights, now they have two nights in Atlanta, Patrick. Two nights. Magic free. City, baby. They don't play on Monday night. Uh, I don't know. That's a little worrisome to me.
You, you, you sleep on the fact that your boy went to Magic City one time, and I was there with Jeezy the Rapper, and that's why I named my dog Jeezy the Rapper, because I went to a strip club with Jeezy. No, no big deal. Just a there Saturday show here on Beeson, okay. talking about the strip club again. Little there I go. Uh, okay, when we come back, it is the reason Michael brings up Atlanta. It's a fun place to hang out if you're a professional baller. Let's just put it that way. When we come back, of course, you've got the Jazz and Clippers tonight. That number has jumped up to five off the opener of four and a half with the Clippers. The betters believing in the Clippers. Plenty to do, including more comments out of Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers, Michael Lombardi's favorite topic. We continue on a Saturday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Okay, if you're a horse racing fan, First Bet is the place for you with wagering on races at over 300 tracks, AI-assisted picks. It's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sports, secure payments, attentive customer service, all brought to you by Express Bet. Sign up using the promo code Vegas100 today and get up to $100 match bonus on your first deposit. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses, promo code Vegas100. It's the Lombardi line here on vcin, the sports betting network. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the vcin studios here at the South Point. Michael, if I could really quickly, I wanted to talk about the concept of in-game betting. Good job by Bill Berman. Yeah. So let's go ahead and throw up game four with the 76ers and Hawks to use this as an example. So you take a look this is a pregame before the game starts the side and total we can go ahead and throw that up let's go ahead and throw it up jj guys we talked about this during the break let's throw it. there we go two so you take a look there michael two and 225 all right so bill berman took a look at that last night he said i i don't like the side and i don't like the total he waited for the game to start to get a feel for the rhythm of the game and midway through right. the first quarter the total for the game dropped to 211 remember the side the total the quarters the halves in game betting it's constantly adjusting throughout the game so you as a better if you like to get a feel for which way the action is going can bet in game because the odds are constantly adjusting. One thing I would say, because we say these terms all the time, like betters know them, and we should probably stop more and, de and define what they are. You have to be careful not to double down on your position. You can lose it very quickly in game because it becomes very intoxicating because the numbers are adjusting constantly. And oftentimes you'll find yourself with 10, 12, 14 different bets, and you don't even realize it because you're just caught up in the action. Like I said, it can be quite intoxicating. I started in-game betting probably in 07, but it was very rudimentary then. Now the numbers are so much better, and the bookmakers, and most books do offer in-game betting. They're so much tighter, so you have to be very, very careful when in-game betting, but I just wanted to let you know, like Berman got 211. He felt very comfortable with the over. I want to just kind of lay that out there as a concept. Right. So I think there's two ways to look at this, Patrick. So like yesterday, we talked about it at length that we weren't comfortable with the number, right? So the Dallas Mavericks are playing the Clippers a week ago and the number was six and a half. We didn't like that number. Don't play the number. Don't play the total. Wait for the game. See how the game's flowing. Get a sense of the game. That'll help you better, especially when you feel like there's a fake number out there. Brooklyn, you know, getting three and a half. Was that a fake number? Watch the game. See what's going on. So that's one way to bet in-game betting. The other way to bet in-game betting is to minimize your losses. If you feel like you took something that you said, wait a minute, this is not good. You know, you took the over right. or you took the under at 224 and wait, this doesn't. Now I can get the over at 211 and I could come out of it making a few cents. Why not do it? So the, the, the goal isn't to be perfect with your bet. The goal is to make money. And what we're urging you to do by in-game betting is what we're saying to you is to see if you can minimize your risk. Look, you're not going to win the lottery on every bet you make. But the, pro the, the reality is you must make money on every bet you make. And there's a way to do that through in-game betting. You're going to be wrong. You're going to handicap the game wrong. Now, what you don't want to do is chase it. You don't want to say, okay, I like the over, and I'm going to double down on the over again. And you keep That's chasing right. the number. You don't want to do that. You know, you don't want to do That's that. And point. what Berman did yesterday was really good. You know, he saw 224, thought the, you know, didn't know where to go, 
saw the first quarter. Oh, I like the over at 211. You picked up 13 points. It went easily over that. And there you go. And so he wasn't chasing it. He was reacting to the game as he watched it. There's three concepts you just nailed. One is confirmation bias. In-game batting, don't double down on your, on your uh, position. That's confirmation bias, where you think something's right, and then it starts to get away from you, but you keep on doubling down because your assertion before the bet, before the game started. And then two, the idea of mitigating risk. In-game betting, if done wisely, you can essentially even out towards the end of the game. You just have to be very careful with how you do it. And then, you know, the idea of middling winning two bets at once. So you go over, you come back on the under, you find a number in the middle, and then you can win the two bets. But in-game betting, I just want to caution. Berman got a great number at 211. It flies over the posted total. Remember, it was 224 before the game started. Just careful, Michael, because you can lose it fast because you kind of get lost in the intoxic part of the numbers constantly changing. And by the time you know it, you got 13 bets in one game. That's right. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to look at some point. It's better to wait for another day, you know, save it up for another day. And if you don't like the bets on the table, like today, you don't like this clipper bet. Wait, wait till in-game betting. I bet you Josh Applebaum is on whom? The Bucks. We're going to find out next as he joins us. Coke cans coming up. Mr. Market Insights. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. are covering every angle to find the betting edges. Of course, Annie McNeil on the NHL. You got your senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel. All the hoops insights. Our experts, the entire VSIN team, give you all the tools. Go to vsin.com. Also, when you go there, sign up for the daily email. Kind of get you set, it, set up for the day as far as the, the betting across every sport. And Josh Applebaum is included there. And then also you get the daily email best bets. Start your 10-day free trial at vsin.com slash subscribe. We welcome you back. Speaking of Josh Applebaum, he joins Michael Lombardi and myself here on the Lombardi Line. Market Insights is the podcast. You can find it at vsin.com slash podcast. What's up, Josh? Uh, by the way, boys, are you either of you into the Euros? Uh, me and JJ are watching the Euros here. We've got Wales in Switzerland right now tied up at one apiece, Michael. I know you're into that soccer game. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to pass on that, Patrick. I okay. think I'm going to rely Feel on free. your expertise <laughs> to tell me, you know, how's it look? Tell me how it looks. Well, it's 1-1, and I bet the over two, so we're sitting on a push. But to your point and to Bill Berman's point, how about I doubled down on my position because I had over two. <laughs> but we got a goal in the 47th minute. It was set at a goal and a half. So I went over the goal and a half. Assuming I'm going to get a push on the two if I get a goal, but I'm going to win the bet in game over a goal and a half. So in real time, in game betting, explain Michael Lombardi. There you go. See, this is you've got to pay attention. I mean, just don't place a bet and and hope it works out. You know, think this through. This is the market. That's the market. And there's it's not the stock market in the sense that you put your you, you once you send your money to your 
to your broker, you have to watch it. This gives you a chance to continue to play and to right. continue to have opportunity to make money. And at the end of the day, that we're measuring over six months. We're not measuring one day. That's right. Josh Applebaum, concept of in-game betting. Would you like to add? Yeah, Patrick, Michael, great to be with you here on a Saturday. And I think you guys hit on a couple of great things with in-game betting. Number one, Patrick, you're totally right. You go back, you know, five years, you know, seven years, kind of around that point when in-game betting kind of really first started. Remember, that came over from Europe with a lot of the in-game from betting on uh, soccer. Right. And it kind of transitioned to uh, America. And obviously, we're seeing it become really, really popular because I think we live in a, you know, a culture where, hey, if you miss your, your pre-flop bet, you can always get in at any point. It provides some excitement here. Um, but Patrick, a couple of things with, with in-game betting here. Number one, it can be a slippery slope. So I would just be cautious. And you made a great point. You know, before you before you know it, you got 10, 13 bets here. Uh, sometimes it can get a little slippery. You really got to have discipline here. But my thing with in-game betting, guys, is look for extreme situations. And, you know, perfect example is like with totals, exactly what Bill Berman did. If you can look at, and the whole point with looking at extremes is like, if you have a first quarter where it's way, way low scoring, mostly things, uh, you know, regress to the mean. If we have a, a total that's way over in the first quarter, compare that to the full game odds. And usually the odds makers, they're so good. They're so smart that in the end, kind of the final game total will be somewhat close to the, the, uh, the original full game odds. So look for those extreme right. situations. And then of course, middling opportunities, you know, Michael, you know, a situation where, Hey, you get the full game, uh, full game under it's way low. You take the full, the, uh, the live line over. Those are some uh, opportunities there. And again, hedging or looking for extremes to me, be disciplined. But when these opportunities present themselves, if you feel like you have an edge and you got a good number compared to the full game odds, take advantage. Of just quickly on the middle. Let's just be clear. So Bill Berman goes over Michael two eleven. Well, let's say they go on a scoring, like, you know, they hit a few buckets in a row and all of a sudden the, the total just to two thirty. So Bill Berman can jump in there and go under two thirty. He's now got a position on over two eleven, under two thirty. falls in between there. He wants both. He wins both his bets. That's the key. Right. And that is, that's, that is where in-game betting can be wonderful, but just, just like Josh said astutely, be careful. It gets away from you. I remember in 07 when it popped up on one of my shady offshore accounts, and I'm just like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. It very much was the worst thing that ever happened to me because when you you give somebody more toys, you understand, that thinks they know what they're doing, so you have to be very, very careful. Okay, Josh, what's up? How are we feeling? I, we know you're going to be on the box. We'll get to that in just a little bit. What did we take from yesterday, including Michael 76ers? The steam was going the wrong way on side and the total. Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. So talking about that 76ers Hawks game. And again, as betters, you know, don't just, you know, go to bed, wake up and say, what can I do today? Go back to tomorrow. What can you learn in betting? You can always learn something. There's always something you can take from. And hopefully, even if you lost a bet, apply it to the next time the situation arises. So Kind of my takeaway from those games uh, yesterday, number one, uh, 76ers and Hawks, you did see that money come down to the Hawks. The Hawks were in a good spot when they opened. A lot of these books were at two, got down to one and a half or one. But then I think this is the key, guys. You know, uh, depending on when you want to place your bet, to me, a lot of times I like to wait later because you might see this late action come in. So pretty much all day, Hawks were looking great. We talked about it yesterday, down to one and a half, one. But late, you saw some money on the 76ers, you know, rise that thing up one and a half up to two. So that late movement ended up being predictive there with the 76ers rolling. Uh, in terms of the total, you know, we did see that late money over. That kind of did, uh, you know, that definitely did hit there. And you got obviously the, the over there. But uh, this spot, 220 or more in the playoffs this this postseason, 23 and 15, 61%. So those higher totals rising, you add in some refs, 
yet in some trends. Uh, those are uh, things to keep an eye out for. And then Suns Nuggets, guys, what can we say? Sharps are on Nuggets. Got it wrong, obviously. I feel like, yeah, you know, some of these spots here uh, where these gross, you know, the public says, what are you doing? Don't overthink it. Take the better team in the points. That's been coming through here. These sharp plays to these unpopular dogs haven't, um, or unpopular favorites haven't been coming through. I don't think you abandon this, but I just think you say, you tip your cap to the public and say, you know, hey, you, you called it right with the Suns there. I know when we talk to TG, he'll be, He'll be a little sour because a lot of these sharp contrarian favorites haven't been coming through like the Nuggets last And pardon night. me, Josh, let me correct myself. The, the late betting was on the 76ers, Michael, and the over, and that was right. Yep. So the steam was right on that game. I, I misspoke. But I, I think what happened, like I, it was, the example I'm going to give is the perfect example for why in-game betting. I did not like the Nuggets yesterday. I took them because I thought they would rally in the altitude and all that. It was wrong. But what I should have done is I should have waited for the game to start. I should have waited for the first quarter. Because when I was watching the first quarter, I knew there was no way the Nuggets were going to win that game. There just was no way. Phoenix was in control of the game. I know Jokic put up incredible numbers. But you could just tell every time they needed a run, you couldn't. And I think that's where if you really are unsure, like tonight, tomorrow night, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, right? I really feel good about Brooklyn. I know the contrarians are going to be all over Milwaukee. It might be the perfect opportunity to watch the first quarter before you make that for bet. It. Get a feel for it. Get a feel for it. Because, like, to me, I look, I love the Clippers today, but it may be a smart play. You know, it, you know, the Clippers are laying five, and they haven't won a game yet. So think about that. They're laying five and haven't won a game yet. Yeah, and to your so point. Oh, it, please. It might be. It might be, let's just wait. You don't have to turn the card in right away. You're a hundred. And, and there is something, Josh, you know, about wanting to, this need to get the bet in before the game starts. But sometimes, like Michael said, you can wait, get a feel for the game. And the Suns closed a two-point dog. Within minutes of that game, they were three-point favorites. So you can just see the game, the number adjusting so quickly. We'll come back with Josh and Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today, win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on the MMA champ to defend his title on June 12th. All right, simply place your bet with the bonus code VSIN100. Enjoy the fight more than ever at BetMGM. New customer offer, it's paid for in free bets. Okay, again, visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. 21 years or older, you got to be located in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C., 1-800-2707-117 for Alpha, Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, Tennessee, call or text Redline 800-889-9789, Indiana, Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Lombardi Line, Michael Lombardi, of course, there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Beeston Studios here at the South Point. Josh Applebaum, Market Insights, joins us. Do you want to quickly tell us your angle on MMA betting? I like this. Go ahead. Yeah, so we were talking during the break, and obviously there's a huge MMA uh, fight tonight, 14 bouts. It's uh, MMA or UFC 263, Adesanya and Vittori. And uh, I'm no you know pro better when it comes to MMA. I, I defer to Gamble and Lewitt Vieson, who's absolutely awesome. But I have a very uh, short model here. If you look for a fighter that can check off these four boxes, a younger fighter, a taller fighter, a fighter with a longer reach, and a fighter with a line move in their favor. So those uh, different factors, if you can get those, you know, ideally all four, but at least three of those, that's a kind of play that I get down on. So a couple of these, you know, Adesanya uh, tonight is the main event. He's going up against Vittori. He is a few years older, which isn't great, but all those other boxes get checked off. He's uh, taller, longer reach, line movement in his favor. So if you want to play a little MMA, again, that's kind of the, the model that's, that's done pretty decent for me. Pat. Taller, younger, so, reach, line movement. Exactly. Yeah, Josh. So if 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 they don't meet all three, do you still go all all four? Do you still go all in? 
Uh, depends how many drinks I've had that night, Mike. Ah! No, but yeah, <laughs> at least three or four. That's what we need. But uh, yeah, Michael, I know you're gonna stand. You're gonna buy the paper. No, he's tonight, not. Right for Adesanya no, Vittori. No, I'm not. No. Don't even don't even pretend I am. There's no chance. There's no not, chance. He's not I mean. Do that. It's not gonna no, happen. I mean, you know, I watch the hoops games, but I'm not gonna do that. And no, by the you, way, that's why we. <laughs> that was that I. You didn't buy the Logan Paul one, did you, Michael? With Mayweather? I mean, it was such a waste. Oh, no, that wasn't a fight. It was. A, it was. A, it was a. You told me there was. A, it was an exhibition. Was. Why would I do that? No, I know. I'm just. I mean, I'm. I'm go, I told you, Patrick. I'm. I'm committed to giving my money to St. Jude's before I'm committed to doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna give to something. I you can't. You know, why would I waste my money? I'll give it to St. Jude's. Help kids. <laughs> Help the kids. Uh, they just took a goal off in Wales, Switzerland. Okay. Oh, there you go. I know. That, that, <laughs> Here come that the tears. Me. Here uh, come the tears. Here comes the tears. Get the bucket out, JJ. Uh, now, the Josh, we joked because all the money is on the Nets, yet you're going to be on the Bucks here. We talked about there is a bit of a line freeze. You want to explain what's happening here with this Nets-Bucks number? Yeah, so I think, you know, going back to what you guys talked about a second ago, and I think this is really important, you know, the timing of when to place your bet. Do you do it early? Do you do it, you know, midday? Do you do it right before the game uh, takes place? And I think the distinction here is if you're a sharp better, a professional better, remember, there's only, I would say, less than 5% of betters are professional, maybe like 2% of betters. Uh, but they hit games a little bit early if they compare their number to what the odds makers have. And if they see a discrepancy, they'll hit it. Uh, but if you do kind of, if you bet kind of the way I like to bet, which is monitoring the market, it's usually better to wait late because the more you, the longer you wait, the more information you have, the more bets that come in, the more entire you know uh, marketplace that you can monitor and get more insight into. So you know going to this game, Nets and Bucks, Michael. I think if you're if you're like the Nets here, you may want to grab it because a lot of these books that were like open one and a half, kind of stayed one and a half. It looks like it is trending up to two. You know we'll talk to TG when you have such lopsided betting here on the Nets. You know you're, you're going to think they might tick up to two. Uh, so if you like the Nets, try to grab the one and a half right now. Here's the, the play. When I do these Walendas, these gross hazmat plays, these contrarian spots that look disgusting, I like to wait. a lot. You know, someone told me a long time ago, bet favorites early, bet dogs late. Because mo most of the time, the line moves to, more to the favorite. If you're on the dog, you want to wait. You know you're in the gross spot anyway. Let's see how far this number can get up. Do we get a two and a half? Keep an eye on that. Uh, but, Michael, you know, would what's your spot on this play? Would you rather lay the one and a half or go money line, pay a little more juice, maybe mitigate your risk there a bit? You know, I just think to me, if Brooklyn wins, I think they're going to dominate the game. And and I just have a sense that Brooklyn's going to come out and they're going to straighten some things out. We're going to get the ball into, into the key players. I don't think Joe Harris is going to play as badly as he did in the last game. So I, I do feel more comfortable with that. I just think Brooklyn is going to just when – they, when they decide – they want to really go. And when they play to a certain level, I think it's very challenging. And, and I think when you look at the three games of the series, they've gone under the total, considering that these two teams are really good offensively. Game three finished with 169, which was unheard of, right? <laughs> the Bucks game three shot 37%. Brooklyn was worse at 36. I don't think that's going to happen again. But what I've seen consistently is Milwaukee's inability to make three-pointers. They're eight of 32. Well, the Nets were only 20%. They were 6 for 31. I think the line, I think the under still in play here. I just think Drew Holiday's got to play better. But I think the Bucks. I think the Bucks are going to have a hard time matching it. I like the under more than I like the game total. This could be easier. This could be one of those in-game bets. I like the under. 
I like Brooklyn, but I might want to wait till in-game betting. And if we can keep that up there for a second, JJ, when talking about philosophy, Josh, you brought up a good point. You take a look at the net. So if you're at home and looking at the nets laying one and a half, you're going to pay 110, okay, for to lay the one and a half. So you're paying 10 cents juice, which is common. You see to the left is the money line, 125. You can, as Josh has said, mitigate your risk and just win the game by a point. You win it. You don't have to win by two. And you pay an extra 15 cents on the dollar. To me, and every pro has their different philosophy here, Josh, to me, I'm not laying the point and a half. If I'm going in on the nets, I'm going to lay the 125 and play 15 cents more to feel comfortable there. I'm with you, Patrick. And, you know, to Michael's point, you know, if he caps this game as, you know, the nets winning by a greater margin, then then lay the one and a half because you are going to save some juice. And in the end, you always want to maximize your risk, uh, mitigate your liability, uh, and you're going to pay a little bit less juice there. But, uh, Patrick, I'm with you. You know, a lot of times when you see these very short spreads, uh, and again, then you get into, you know, fouling and then a three-pointer late. To me, and this is personal preference, it depends on your style and what you're comfortable with. Again, bet what you feel is the strongest bet. But my kind of rule is, you know, if you like a favorite that I would say is is like two, two and a half at the most or two and a half or less, I typically go money line just because crazy things happen. And when you're sweating that game, you're feeling like, hey, let's just win the game here. So that's something to keep an eye out for. And Michael, I, you are right in terms of the under for this game, Nets and Bucks, because it did open 230. It's down to 228 and a half. But I think what I might do is wait and see how far this thing falls, because with the recency bias, we've seen that under go 2-0 so far this series. Maybe this thing cruises under again. But remember, in those two games, you had a total of 240, you know, 237. Now you're almost 10 points lower than those first two games. And obviously, after you see that game where they, you know, they put up a college score, like a UCLA-Gonzaga score, uh, you're going to get, I think, the public leaning on this under. So to me, as a contrarian, let's see how far this thing falls. Can I come in and get like a really deflated over 227 and a half? That's what I'll be looking out for. Wait, you guys think underbetters felt comfortable in game three when it cleared the under by 60 points? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say they felt good. By the way, that series price, the Nets are still laying $4, so they still feel pretty confident there. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, even though Milwaukee won, I didn't. In Milwaukee yeah, didn't had a like seven-point lead in it. I didn't feel like they were ever in control of the game. I, I've never gotten a sense in 12 quarters that Milwaukee's been in control of the game. And I know they're really good at the at their at their home court in Milwaukee with all the fans and what they're 11 and 0 in the last uh, you know against Brooklyn in the in the in playing there at, at their home court. But to me, I just don't get the sense. And I think the marquee players Durant and Irving are going to take over. I mean, Giannis and Middleton it took everything in their power. You know what they get 18 points out of other other the entire rest of the team. I just don't know where they're going to get their points from. I think it's challenging. Do you want to take a look at the board and guess where Josh is tonight in LA with the Clippers? <laughs> oh, I know Josh is all over the Clippers. Although I'm with him on the Clippers. I think this is do or die tonight for the Clippers. I think this will be a game that will be refereed very tightly. I think the unders in play here because of that. I do think this is one of those games where it's going to be very challenging for Utah uh, to to beat them on their home court. This is do or die. And I'm shocked the line's five. I don't like that line being five. You know, the money line's expensive as well. So they're, they're urging you. But to me, I think this is the Clippers' last stand. They've got to play really well. And this is Kawhi Leonard's moment. Joshua. Michael, you're totally right. This is Custard's last stand, as we like to call it, a Custard game here. But uh, this reminds me a lot of Game 7. Michael, you mentioned this, Mavericks and Clippers. When you look at this line and you say, this thing is way too high, it makes no sense. But I think, you know, one thing 
when you're betting on sports is if something doesn't make sense to you, you know, take a step back. Don't bet the game automatically and say, why is this number so high? If the Jazz are up 2-0, the Jazz have been looking great. The Jazz turn it on and roll and nail all these threes. They're up 2-0 in the series. They pushed the first game. They want, They covered the second game. Why is this line so high? It doesn't make any sense. Take a step back and say, there's something fishy. There's something going on. And kind of what I like to do is I learn to embrace these lines that look disgusting. Now, they're not going to come through every time. You know, that Nuggets game last night was sharp, didn't come through. Obviously, you know, the obvious play there with the Suns cash. What I like about this game, guys, uh, heavy betting here on the Jazz, about two-thirds of bets saying, are you crazy odds makers? You're giving me five with the Jazz. I'll take that all day. However, look at how this line moved and how it opened. A lot of books open minus four and a half. Some even opened like four. I saw a three and a half opener. That might have been a little bit of an aberration, but uh, whether it was four, four and a half, even though everyone's betting the Jazz, this line is going to the Clippers. That tells you that even though you have all these, you know, uh, regular bets here from public bettors coming in on the Jazz, really the odds makers are adjusting it to the Clips because those are the bigger, sharper wagers coming in. You have seen playoff favorites so far this postseason that are minus five or less. They've gone 23 and 12 ATS, 66%. Also a favorite with a half-point line move or more in their favor, telling you some action came in in their favor. That's 22 and 13 ATS, 63%. Uh, keep an eye also that first quarter angle. Desperate, down 0-2, come back home. Clippers are minus two in the first quarter. That could be an opportunity there as well. Great job, Josh. We'll see you in the next hour. Thanks, Thank you very much. Market Insights Thanks, is the pod. It's vcin.com slash podcast. JJ did a great job with this. So yesterday you asked about Kyler Murray using leverage as a baseball player, Michael. We have his scouting grades. We're going to lay him out for you coming up next. <laughs> Kyler Murray, 2018, he was the ninth overall selection by Oakland. Come back with that and more NFL news here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.